I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Just weeks after the Health Minister Leo Varadkar announced that he's gay, the former Fianna Fáil Minister Pat Carey has today spoken to the Irish Times about being a gay man. He says that Fianna Fáil isn't putting enough energy and urgency into its campaign on the marriage equality referendum. He's on the line now. Good morning to you, Pat Carey. Why have you decided to speak out now? Well, it happened in the context of a, a meeting that a number of Fianna Fáil activists had uh, in, uh, in Dublin a couple of nights ago, uh, and I was asked to chair it. Uh, so uh, it was in, in the context of that that I, I made the comments that uh, I felt that uh, the, the party needed to display more energy uh, in, in, in relation to this referendum. I know it's early days yet, but uh, I'd be concerned that a lot of the uh, soft support that's inevitably, uh, you know, uh, moves away when when any referendum campaign gets underway, uh, might be eroded very very quickly unless uh, there is uh, a fairly proactive approach taken by Fianna Fáil, which is the party they belong to, particularly, uh, and indeed the other parties as well. Now I was just looking at the uh, the, the last Ted Nealon's guide when you were in the doll, the last doll, and I was just checking your your your, your details as it were, and uh, you're coming up, I think, on your 68th birthday I this am, year. Yeah. Why has it taken you until now to let people know generally that you're gay? It's a very good question, Sean. I mean, uh, in, in terms of coming out or whatever it was, I mean, a lot of people uh, who are, you know, close-ish to me and who work with me would know from early 2011 that I'm gay. Uh, but to be frank about it, I suppose I didn't have the courage or the... Or, or the, the, the um, confidence uh, to talk about it uh, to a wider audience maybe uh, and I mean I'm sorry about that and in fact I suppose it's in the context of Lear Veradiker uh, doing his interview with uh, Miriam uh, a couple of weeks ago that uh, I said that if I got an opportunity I said it myself I didn't say it to anybody else uh, that uh, you know maybe my perspective might be helpful to other people of my age I mean there's a big gap between myself and uh, Leo Veradiker in terms of age um, and I'd say that there are lots of men and indeed women of my generation who had who have the same difficulty that I had in trying to come to terms with how you articulate your you know your 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 gender issues. Uh, and um, I suppose it was uh, coincidental that it happened at this time rather than earlier. And throughout your life up to now, or up to 2011, uh, was it very difficult for you just to keep that to yourself, to feel that you couldn't, it was something you couldn't speak about? It wasn't, Sean, because to be honest with you, like most politicians, I mean, I think for the, I mean, I spent 26, seven years in all in politics, local and, and national. Uh, I, I, I was all consumed by whatever I was doing at the time and to be honest you didn't have time to reflect on any kind of a personal life and I think that would be true of the vast majority of politicians and you know I, I, I think most politicians for a variety of reasons separate their private and public lives whether they're married or whether they're gay whatever whatever other um, role they're, they're playing in life and it was only when in some respects when the car crash moment came early in 2011 uh, that I had I had time to I suppose uh, reflect and so on 
that I, I thought, yeah, uh, I think it's time to. So I'm now able to talk about it to, I suppose maybe to be, to be honest, a restricted number of people like my own immediate family, my work colleagues, people in the sector that I work with at the moment would be well aware of it uh, and so on. Uh, but I also fairly deliberately have stayed out of kind of public comment over the last number of years and I don't propose to enter it now either, uh, other than uh, to say that if some my experience or something like it might help others who might have uh, difficulties or it might you know give another perspective to the referendum campaign then uh, you know i lend and whatever authority i can to it you say it was only recently again at the same time as you told colleagues and people you work with that you told members of your family do you think they maybe had a sense of it anyway I had, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I, 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 I say this to most people. I think that this referendum will be won by the mothers of Ireland. I think most mothers know, uh, and they have a way of knowing. But they never say it. Certainly, my generation didn't say it to anybody. Uh, but I think in their hearts, they know that there is some kind of a difference there, uh, and you know, they deal with it, and they certainly dealt with it. I think in my case, I, I never had any difficulty with my family at all. Um, and I, 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 I never felt threatened. And I never, uh, I, I, other than you know, from time to time, when you go to settle down, was a, was a phrase that we mentioned to you, you know, by, the, sure. by either your, your own family or your friends. And I used to say, yeah, I'm perfectly settled. Thank you very much. And at what stage did you come to terms with it yourself, growing up? I don't know. Uh, in fact, I suppose every day is a coming to terms day, Sean. Uh, I mean, you think back on kind of what it was like for you when you were growing up and so on. And I, I probably now, if I were, you know, writing it up or whatever, I'd say that, you know, in my early teens, you know, I was aware that there was I was so in some way different. Now, I have to tell you, in the part of the country I came from, uh, the word gay or anything like that it was, wasn't even heard of. Uh, you know, there was, there, you know, people were regarded as being, in inverted commas, a bit odd, uh, you know. Uh, but uh, no, it was, in, it was in later years, it would have crossed my mind, you know, that, you know, I, I am different. But I never, to be honest, I never had the confidence or the courage uh, to do it. And it gets to a stage where you probably say to yourself, it's too late for me to start talking about it now. You know? Well, it's obviously a private matter, but do you mind me asking you if you've been in relationships or are you in a relationship? I am in a relationship, yeah, and I have been for the last number of years, uh, and I'm enjoying it. Every, uh, at this stage of my life, Sean, having having lived uh, on my own for the best part of 35 years, I think, uh, you, do, you develop a certain level of idiosyncrasy. Uh, and uh, you know, in living independently and so on, and so the transition to having somebody that uh, you care about and he cares about me and so on, uh, it does make a difference that there is uh, somebody you can come home to share your life with, uh, you can discuss things with, talk talk to, to to them, you know, you know, in the way that no matter with the best will in the world, uh, how close your friends are, uh, I think that there there are always. Uh, barriers that you know you don't cross with friends. I suppose, looking back, and uh, the, the situation has changed in, a, in, in an almost revolutionary way here in the last number of years. It's probably unthinkable the notion of a Fianna Fáil minister when you were in government, say, going to a public function in Dublin Castle or anywhere else uh, with a same-sex uh, partner, so to speak. That's true. 
Yeah, that's true. And to be honest, I mean, I think the, the civil partnership uh, legislation was a watershed moment for Irish society. And I think that there has been a, a really transformational uh, change uh, in, in Irish society in the meantime, uh, where I think we're, you know, despite everything that's happened, I think we're a more gentle society. Uh, I think we, we're more, more open to, we're more tolerant, I think. Uh, certainly that's my own experience anyway. Uh, and you know, I hope that we can build on that. And I think that the, the uh, ratifying the marriage equality legislation referendum uh, will help along that road. I, I frankly don't think the sky is going to fall in. It didn't fall in when uh, Mara Gagan Quinn uh, brought in their decriminalisation of homosexuality. The sky hasn't fallen in with the civil partnership bill, and I have no doubt the sky won't fall in when equal uh, marriage becomes law. Would you hope the junior partner could get married if, if and when this is passed? Uh, I, 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 at this stage of my life, I'm probably, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. I, 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 I think I would. I mean, I'd, I'd like to have, I'd, I'd love to have that option, to be quite honest. Uh, and whether I'd exercise it, you know, it would be for myself and my partner to, to work towards that. Did the idea of being gay and coming to terms with it, did you find yourself conflicted with your background, with your upbringing, with your religious upbringing and the teachings of the church? Uh, no, not really. Uh, to be honest, I mean, uh, among the, the, the people who uh, that I discussed this with, uh, at the, you know, four, four years ago or so, would have been people who are heavily involved in uh, the whole religious area. Uh, one of them is a, a former priest friend of mine, a very spiritual person and has a, a great insight into all of these. And indeed, uh, I certainly, in my experience, I don't have, uh, I have nothing but positive um, engagements with, um, you know, people who have, of, of all faiths, to be quite honest with you, around this question. I, I think people are a lot more, more open uh, to, to another view than, than, than heretofore. I think a lot of people are thinking of, you know, uh, Pope Francis, he has said, well, who am I to judge? I think a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of people are taking that view now. And what then do you say to the idea, and I think he would have said this as well, that uh, same-sex marriage, it undermines family life, it undermines the ideal that children should be reared by a mother and a father. Look, I think that what we're, just, what we're talking about here is just another group in society to be given the facility uh, to marry. The issue of raising children and having children and so on, I think, should be separated from it. And if, if I have a concern about all of this debate, it is that the Family Relationships Bill, uh, that's, you know, I think ought to have been passed by now, really, uh, <clears throat> the debate around that is going to get confused with the issues around about <laughs> marriage equality, which is a pity, but uh, to use that awful phrase, we are where we are. And we just have to try and uh, um, all of us, whether, whatever side we're on, try and argue honestly with each other uh, our, our positions. And uh, my, my view is that there isn't a conflict between equal marriage and the upholding of traditional marriage also. You talked uh, a few moments ago, and you talked as well to Mary Minahan in the Irish Times today about um, there was a, a big watershed moment when the civil partnership legislation went through, and you talked about there being a residual crudeness around. There was a change in the language. Uh, what kind of crudeness has has gone? Do you think? 
Uh, you know, the, 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 I call it almost the, the, the locker room language, to be quite honest. You know, the, uh, and it's the, the, the laddish kind of comments that you you would have heard. And, and, and some of them are, are a lot more crude than, than not to be aired on, on a family program, to be quite honest. But that's no longer there. But I mean, I remember, you know, that would have been, you know, uh, fairly, you know, quite, quite crude comments from people that uh, I felt would have should have known better. Uh, and it, uh, I mentioned it to somebody recently. Uh, I heard it not that long ago from a among a group of people, mostly men, I have to admit, uh, whom I thought would have known better and would have grown out of that uh, kind, kind of um, way of articulating anything. Is it akin kind of to the language, path that you hear sometimes, um, increasingly rarely, it has to be said, used about travellers? A bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's uh, there, there's a bit of that, and uh, I, I suppose difference isn't isn't always respected, and it's rarely very well understood either. Uh, to be quite honest, and uh, some people, uh, I, I forgive them for their use of crude language at times because uh, they have never, I suppose, been exposed to having to argue the uh, a position that you know clearly that. Uh, you know, is, is new to them. And uh, I suppose the question Miriam asked uh, Leo Varadkar, now that you've spoken openly and publicly about this, is it something of a weight off your shoulders? A bit, yeah. Uh, I have to say, I mean, it's, as I say, it's not to do yesterday that this happened. I mean, I, I would have been able to, to speak openly about it for the last four or so years. Uh, but uh, even, I suppose, today, uh, when, 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 I, when, I, when I spoke to the, the Mary Minahan yesterday from the Irish Times, uh, I kind of, uh, I was a bit tentative when I, when I started. And when it was finished, I kind of said, well, I'm nearly, I'm nearly glad I did that. Have you any intention to go back to, to frontline politics? Will you stand at the next election or would you like to? <laughs> I, I don't think so, Sean. I mean, it's been made perfectly clear, uh, I think, by uh, Michal Martin that he's looking for kind of new people. Um, I mean, one side of me has always said it, I mean, I, I, I've, I've loved politics, uh, but um, I, I, there, is, there is a new generation in our own constituency uh, that are warming up uh, quite vigorously to take the uh, take the torch. Uh, it's going to be a difficult ask for anybody in the Dublin area uh, running for Fianna Fáil, I think, uh, next time. Um, but uh, we, we have quite a lot, I mean, so far as I can see them, a lot of very good candidates uh, round about the Dublin area. Uh, how many of them will manage to, to get seats is, is another matter. But, uh, I mean, I'd, I'd wish them all well. Uh, but uh, uh, unless somebody approached me with, at the point of a gun, uh, I, I don't see myself uh, going back, to be quite honest. Well, that's unlikely to happen, let's <laughs> hope. Pat Carey, thank you very much indeed for talking. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.